Jesus' name, amen, and thank God. Come on, give the Lord a hand clap of praise. He's worthy. Thank you, Lord. My soul says yes. My soul says yes. Even when everybody else comes against you, your soul needs to say yes. Thank you, Lord. Amen. If you have your Bibles this morning, take our text from the book of Joshua. Twenty-fourth chapter of Joshua. We're going to read three verses in your hearing, but I would ask that you read this chapter in its entirety. This is Joshua once again standing before the children of Israel. And he's given his final instructions to them. Just like God had been with Moses, God has now also been with Joshua as he's led the people. Joshua has led the people over some great victories. It's Joshua that has led them into the promised land. And understand that it's everything that they thought that it would be. Because God was the one that was directing them, that were guiding them. And the one thing that Joshua wanted them to understand, that the same God that brought you over the Jordan, the same God that gave you the victories, the same God that gave you water from wells that you did not dig, the same God that allowed you to live in habitation that you built not, is the same God that desires to go with you even further. Joshua was coming to the end of his tenure. Once a strong young man leading the charge. And now he's, he's an older man. And he brings all the tribes of Israel together to give his farewell address to let them know what they were going to need to make it and to continue to make it. This text is a blessing to me because I see myself in the text. Because I realize that there's some things that God did for me that I could not do for myself. There's some things that God has blessed me with that I don't have the intellect to get what he blessed me with. But understand this, that it came by obedience to him. And this is what he's imploring them to do, to be obedient unto God. Joshua, the 24th chapter, beginning at verse number 14. And it reads, now therefore fear the Lord and serve him in sincerity and in truth. Put away the gods which your fathers served on the other side of the flood and in Egypt and serve ye the Lord. Verse 15, and if it seem evil unto you to serve the Lord, 
Choose you this day whom you will serve. Whether the gods of your fathers served on the other side of the flood or the gods of the Amorites in whose land ye dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. And the people answered and said, God forbid that we should forsake the Lord to serve other gods. I'd like to title this message, A Call to Serve the Lord. Called to Serve the Lord. All of us that are blood-washed believers have been called to serve. Not necessarily to be served, but we've been called to serve. But the reality of it is that most folk really don't want to serve in its truest sense because to serve means to make a firm commitment. It is to be diligent in what you're doing, in whom you're serving. How dare I call myself a servant, but I don't want to serve anybody. I don't want to serve on any type of capacity. God has called each and every one of us to a work, a great work. And that work is that we might be able to be lights. We might be able to be witnesses unto the Lord Jesus Christ. Understand, understand, when we're talking about a call to serve, we're talking about making a decision. And as you know, I've been talking about making decisions in my sermon text. That it's important that we make good decisions. And one of the primary reasons why we don't always make good decisions is because we don't have enough information. Or we make it based upon our emotions. And if you let your emotions control you, you'll find yourself going down a very dark and lonely road. When we make our decisions, we need to make decisions based upon what the word of God has said. And God, as I said, has instructed these people on what he expects from them. He expects commitment from them. He expects dedication from them. He expects obedience from them. Because you cannot serve God, you cannot make a decision to be a servant of God if you don't have those three qualities in your life. And that's what's wrong with the church today. Is that we got far too many people who are here as volunteers and not necessarily as servants. Because there's no way, no way that I can, I can up and just sit up and, and quit on God and what he's done for me. It's very difficult for me to see a need and walk by it. And that's what most of us do. We know that there's a need. But what are we doing? What, what, what decisions are we making? You see, because being a servant means making a decision every day of your life. Because we have been called to be sold out to the Lord Jesus Christ. And we've been, we, listen, Scripture has warned us. 
when it comes to idolatry. Exodus 20 and, and, and 3 and, and 5 says, and you shall have no other God before me. You shall not make for yourselves an idol of worship of any other God. For I, the Lord, your God, am a jealous God. God is a jealous God. And it's not in the sense that we have jealousy, that we do jealousy. No, that's not what he's talking about here. God has said, listen, I've been too good to you. And based upon my, 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 my uh, uh, inexhaustible love for you, I expect you to reciprocate that with your obedience. But, but when you go cheating on God, because that's what it really is. As a matter of fact, the Bible akins it to adultery. When you go going after other gods, and understand, we, 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 we want to say, well, well I, I, don't, I don't have no graven image that I'm worshiping. No, that's more, it's more than that. Because you can make a God out of anything. You can make a God out of anybody. You can make a God out of your education. Out of your job. Out of your social status. And that's why, that's why most of us are, 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 are carrying around things that we can't even really afford, but we just want to be in that next social status. Why? Because we made a God out of it. You make gods out of your political affiliations. I'm a proud Democrat. Okay, what that mean? I'm a conservative Republican. That doesn't mean anything. If you don't know how to treat folk, then that don't mean anything. It doesn't mean anything. I, I don't care how much you make a year. I don't, I don't care what's in your bank account. If you don't know how to treat folk, shame on you. But understand this, that, that the Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away. And just as quickly as you got whatever it is you made a God of, God can take it away from you. Or he can take you away from it. Stop making gods out of these temporal things. Don't you know that the only thing that's going to last forever is the word of God? The Bible said that heaven and earth shall pass away, but his word shall last forever. It's time, it's time to put up or shut up. If you, if you really want to be a servant of God, if you really want to serve others, it's time to make some decisions. Again, again, he, we see here that Joshua has called the people on the carpet. Now understand this, that, that, that you, we read that they said, be it far from us, we'll never serve other gods. Well, that ain't completely true. Because these people were a fickle people. I told you I see myself in the text, right? Because there are times that I can be fickle. There, 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 there's some times that, that, I, that I, I'm not always sold out to God. There are times that, yes, I get in the flesh. There are some times that I want things my way. And I don't consider what God wants out of my life. 
the minute that God reveals that to me, I get back in line and say, Lord, I'm lining back up with you. Problem, the problem is that, 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 that most of us ignore God when he, when he comes to you and he taps us on our shoulders and says, hey, listen, you need to get back in line. Some of us have been so strongly gripped by these gods that we've made. Understand that you created these gods. And I will never serve a God that, that I created. Because he's only as strong as I am. But I serve the God that created me. Because if he created me, he can create the circumstances, the situations within my life. He's cautioning them. He's telling them, listen, you need to get it right. You, 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 you remember the gods of your fathers that were on the other side of the flood. You, you remember the gods that you brought out of Egypt with you. Because those gods were polytheistic. They, were, they served many gods. There were many gods that they served. And none of them were able to deliver. And so, and so, so what, what, what Joshua does is that he gives these people a history lesson. He tells them that, listen, it was by God's hand that he sent the ten plagues to pry you from Egypt's hands. It was at the hands of God. It was not by your own doing. I know that you call uh, Moses the deliverer, but Moses didn't deliver you. It was at the hand of God. And listen, let me tell you something. Before you start lifting up some man as being your God, you better stop right there. Because man cannot do anything for you. It takes God. And if he does do something to you, it's because God had him do it. I'm no greater than you are. You're no greater than I am. We all need God. We all need to seek after God. We all need God's advisement. We all need God's direction. We all need God's protection. We all need God's provisions. It all comes from God. There ain't nothing that I have that God didn't give it to me. I know I went to work for it, but God gave me the strength to be able to do it. God is the one that provided the job for me to be able to do it and make the money that I make. It's God that did that. And I'd be foolish to think that it was by my own hands. But let me tell you, I am so grateful to God and all that he's done for me, how he's blessed me. I'm grateful for it. I make no apologies whatsoever. I say, Lord, glory to your name. Thank you for what you did for me. You see, that, 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 that's the key there. Key to being successful in this Christian walk is, is, is to be always grateful for what God has done. To always honor him for all that he's done. The key to it is to never take credit for anything that God has done for you. You get all glory and honor unto God. Listen, 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 listen. 
God has blessed me. And he's blessed me to be the pastor of this church. And I know that God is speaking to me. I know that God is directing me. And my request to you is that, is that you follow what the Lord has given me and how he's given me to do it. Listen here. Be careful not to run out in front of me. If you would just get behind me and just follow me and that what God is deleting and he's directing me, we're going to be all right. Because my end goal is to glorify God and him alone. I have no other objective but to glorify him. And so as I am leading, as the Holy Spirit leads me, stay with me. Don't get ahead of me. I know how God wants this to happen. I know what he wants me to do. He's given it to me. And listen here, he's charged me to do it, whether you agree with it or not. So no matter what, this can only be one leader. Whenever there's two leaders, there's a problem. And I know that God is leading me. I know it without a shadow of a doubt. My question, will you follow? Because what I am doing is I am doing what's known as servant leadership. I lead by serving you. I lead by blessing you. I lead by giving unto you. I don't lead by you receiving and giving them to me. No, I want to give to you. I want to be a blessing to you. Joshua is compelling the people. He said, listen here. Don't serve those gods. He said, but even if you don't want to serve the, the living God, the true and the living God, he speaks for himself. And not just for himself, but his entire family. He said, as for me and my house. We will serve the Lord. Now understand, this is a bold statement that he's making. Especially if you're a married man. You just don't speak for your wife all the time. But as for me, when you're doing it right, you can say, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Let me help you out here a minute, okay? Because if your entire house is not serving the Lord, you keep speaking it over your family. As for me and my house, we shall serve the Lord. As for me and my house, we shall serve the Lord. As for me and my house, we shall serve the Lord. You keep speaking it and believing it until it happens. It's faith that's going to do that. And when you put it out there, God is going to respond. It may not look like it, but God is working on some of them children that have not come in yet. Some of them grandchildren that have not come in. Some of those cousins and aunties that have not come in. I'm speaking it over them as well. As for me and my house. We're going to serve the Lord. I, I know it don't look like it right now, but we're going to serve the Lord. Eventually they're going to get it. We're going to serve God. 
Because there's a benefit and a blessing in serving the Lord. It's a benefit of being sold out for the Lord. What, what, what does it mean to be sold out to the Lord? Well, number one, it means totally surrendering yourself to the work of the Holy Spirit. That, that, that's the first area that you need to do. It. You need to surrender yourself to his working in your life. If you have been born again, you have the Holy Spirit living within you. And he wants to guide you. He wants to direct you. But you must surrender to him. So the first thing you must do is surrender. That means deny yourself. I, I know we don't want to hear that. That, that. that means going against your own self-ambitions. That means going against some of the stuff that you want to do. Because if God says no, then you need to let it go. You need to let God have total, total control over the direction of your life. And that comes by you surrendering. Now understand this, that the Holy Spirit, when you surrender to him, he's going to lead you into the paths of righteousness. He's going to lead you to a place of blessings. If you will just totally surrender unto him. And that's not always easy. Because we are born selfish. And usually if we don't, if we don't get that taken care of prior to becoming adults, we become grown selfish people. And there's nothing worse than a grown, a grown person that's just selfish, that want everything and hoard everything to themselves. Seems somewhere down the line, somebody would have taught them to share. But when we look at our world in which we live today, it's filled with selfishness. It's filled with people who want me, myself, and I. They don't, want to, they don't want to bless nobody else. They just want it all for themselves. And it's a shame that we have the same mentality in the church. We can't do it. We surrender, total surrender unto God. The second thing is that we can't do it unless we have an unwavering faith in God. You, you can't, listen, you cannot please God. You cannot live the life that God has called us to if you don't have this faith in God. What is this faith in? It is a complete trust in him. If God says to go right, then go right. Have faith to trust, even if you, can, even if you don't see what the outcome is going to be. That's the best time for you to trust God. Best time for you to trust God when you don't even have all the answers. When you, 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 can't, you can't even figure it out. That's the best time for you to trust God. Here's the reason why. Because that's when your faith can be clearly seen. Because what it is that other folk will be looking on and saying, it, that don't make sense for her to be doing that. But yet and still by faith you move and go how God says to move. You know, it, 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 people start saying, that, man, that must be God. That, that, that must be an act of God because there's no way I would have done what she did or what he did. But God. And it's our faith that we have in God. It's that trust that we have, that, that unmovable, unshakable faith that I have in God. Listen, I, 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 don't, I don't care who and what come up against me, I'm going to trust God. It don't, it don't matter. It does not matter. Because Jesus and me got the victory. 
He gives me the victory. So we must have this faith in God. And in this faith in God, it will produce our obedience to his word. You need to be obedient to what the word of God has already said. And if, if you're not obedient, you say, well, hey, I didn't know, then shame on you. You should know. Here we have, we have Sunday school, Bible study, uh, morning worship service. We have all of these that here are put here for you that you might be able to learn what God has for you and what he wants you to do. And God has given each and every one of us a conscience to know when we're doing something wrong. We ain't got nothing business doing. Amen? Don't, 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 don't you sit up here because let me tell you something. It's not going to wash when you stand before the Lord that you didn't know. No, that, 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 that ain't gonna, God said, no, I gave you 66 books. I gave you prophets. I gave you preachers. I gave you teachers. I gave you everything. I gave you the word of God. I gave it all to you. And I, I don't know, maybe you're sitting up here and you're just not hearing nothing that I'm saying. Maybe you just, you know, you, you, you've tuned it out. Then I don't even know what you're here for. I mean, the reality of it is, is that you come here to receive something from the Lord. So why don't you want to receive what God has for you? I don't understand it. Or maybe you think that this is just not for me. Maybe you think that man, the preacher's not talking to me this morning. Well, if I'm not talking to you, then I'm talking to myself because this is helping me. This is blessing me. Because I know what I must do for God. I know what God requires from me. I know what, what, what he's looking for out of my life. And how dare I sit down on it because I want to continue to walk in disobedience. Your true servants know how to be obedient unto the master. And then next thing we need to look at is that, 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 that it gives us this passionate love not only for God, but for others. Because if you're going to serve God, you must be committed to serve others as well. That's what it really boils down to. Who, 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 who have you served lately? Can, can, can you name anybody that you served lately? I mean, we, we, we're sitting around and we're servants of the Most High God, but who are we serving? Well, maybe, maybe we're serving those people who can serve us back. What, 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 what about that drug addict? What, 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 about, what about that prostitute? What, what about that person that's homeless that's got their hands stretched out? Have, have we served these people lately? And listen, I'm talking about more than just throwing money at them. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about demonstrating and showing the gospel of Jesus Christ, showing the love of God that he has given to us. There's no such thing as an unloving Christian. I'm, I, really, there, there, there's not. If you are a born-again Christian, you must love. You have been commanded to love. And if you're going to love God, then you're going to love your neighbor as yourself. 
but it's in this unfailing love that we have. Because that's really what's going to attract people. Is when you're able to love the unlovable. Did you forget that maybe one time you were unlovable and somebody loved you? Did, 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 you, did you ever think that? Joshua gives them this. He tells them they to choose this day whom you're going to serve. And that's what I'm asking you today is that you, you choose this day. Choose whom you're going to serve. Will you continue to serve money or the things that money can buy? Will you continue to serve people? Will you continue to worship, should I say, people? You need to serve people, but will you worship people? Worship a job? No. You need to make a decision today whom you're going to serve. You can't serve two masters. We talked about that, right? You can't serve two masters. You'll love one or hate the other. But I've chosen to serve God. Listen, as we, as we go forward, you'll see that these same people that Joshua is preaching to, like I'm preaching to you, would abandon God and walk away from him after the death of Joshua. There was a 300-year period of the judges that they had a repeated behavior. They would forsake God, and God would bring opposition. He would bring people to, to punish them. They would cry out to God. God would raise up a judge, and he would deliver them up out of it. Will that be you? Listen here, because God will do what he needs to do to get you where you need to be at. And there are times that God will use some unsaved people to chastise you. To whoop you and get you back in line. But today the choice is yours. The decision is yours. What are you going to do? What, 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 what kind of decision will you make? I've decided to follow Christ. Listen here. At all costs. I don't care what it costs. If it costs me my life, I'm going to follow Christ. Because I realize that there is a benefit and a blessing that is in following Christ. Don't you know that I got a home on the other side that is being built for me right now? Don't you know that God is fixing things and working things out in my life? Even though I'm right here right now, he's working out my future for me. It's him that's doing it. And I put my complete faith and trust in that. And I won't be moved. You can push me. You can throw rocks at me. I'm not moving. I'm going to stand right where I am, trusting God in what he's going to do in my life. And I implore you to do the same thing. Because the opposition is coming. Know that the opposition is coming. No, no, know that, 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 that Satan is lying in wait for you. But yet I still trust God. I may be wounded, battered, and bruised, but I'm still going to trust God. 
I know, I know, listen, I know that I'm going to have some hard times. I know I'm going to have some difficulties. I know I'm going to experience some pain. Why is it that we feel like we don't have to experience anything in this life? We're going to experience some pain. That's where you've been made better at. You know, you're not made better trying to escape it. But you're made better going through it. Because you know that God has you no matter what. Because Jesus was our demonstration of that. With every whip that they whipped him with. With the cat and nine tails. What, you think that Jesus didn't feel that? Do you think that Jesus didn't feel the sting of the betrayal of his closest disciples? Yes, there was pain there. There was emotional pain. There was physical pain. There was stress. They beat him with a cat of nine tails. Till he was unrecognizable. Didn't even look like a man. They beat him. Put a robe on him. A cross on his shoulder. And they marched him on up to Via Della Rosa. To a place called Calvary. It was there that they nailed him in his hands. It was there that they nailed him in his feet. Don't you think Jesus felt the pain? Yes, he felt every bit of it. But he said, Father, forgive them. For they don't know what they're doing. Forgive them, Father. But at this moment, I'm going to die. I'm going to give my life for them. And I commend my hands into into your hands. He suffered blood. And he died. He died. And they took him down off that cross. Put him in a bomb man's tomb. He stayed there all day Friday. All Friday night. Saturday, Saturday night. But the record declared that only on Sunday morning, something began to happen with Jesus. He began to shake off those grave clothes. Stepped out on resurrection ground and declared, I got all power is in my hands. Power to save. Oh, wretched soul. Because if you believe that, if you believe that by faith, that Jesus died for your sins, that he paid the sin debt for you, if you believe that by faith, and that he rose on the third day, that you are saved. But it takes an unwavering faith. It takes you making a decision. What decision will you make? Because the Lord Jesus Christ is coming back. He's standing on the right hand side of the Father. Making intercession for us. He's praying for you. He's praying for me. But he's going to crack the sky. He's going to come back. He's going to rapture his church up off the earth. We're going to be caught up with him in the clouds. And then we're going to come back and he's going to set up his kingdom. A thousand year reign here on the earth. But will you be a part of it? Or will you continue to walk in your same old ways? Because regardless to what your decision is, you will stand before him. And give an account of what decisions you made. So you better make decisions wisely. Please stand to your feet. The door to the church is open.
Is there one? Is there one that will come? We'll give your life to the Lord Jesus.